Hey there, you're listening to Radio Lounge, the voice of creative entrepreneurs. Hello everyone and welcome back to Radio Lounge. I'm your host Patrick and today we are doing a special panel, it's called the Parents Panel. So I have some parents with us today for this special podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, having kids on social media, the goods and the bads and all what's around. <laughs> uh, today joining me I have uh, Maria Hat. Hatsi Marcos uh, from Ketorific, I have Pamela Bacalian from Leaders Who Celebrate, and Nicola Hill from IM.co, uh, which is a marketing agency, so hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> uh, if quickly we can do a round table and kind of like get a bearing on who you are and know like how old are approximately your kids. Yeah. Um, so my name is Maria Hatsi Marcos, I'm a certified keto nutritional coach and the owner-founder of Your Ketorific Journey. Uh, that offers uh, keto coaching and as well as keto treats, uh, low-carb treats, paleo treats. I am a mom of two boys, pre-teens. Uh, within the next couple of weeks, they will be 11 and 12. Mm. Hi, my name is Pamela Bakalian. I'm the founder of Leaders Who Celebrate, um, a podcast, um, blog, and academy. I teach women how to slow them down so that they can celebrate their life to the fullest. Um, in terms of my kids, I have two boys as well. Uh, one is six and one is 12. But I've also raised um, three other kids from my previous relationship. So that'll give you some perspective on where things were then and where they are now, I think. Yeah, yeah. right on. Yeah. And Nicola? Hi, so yes, my name's Nicola Hill and I am the founder of the marketing agency, Ico. Um, so I have two beautiful children. Well, of course I would say that, right? <laughs> um, Owen and Chloe, so they are nine and eight years old, turning 10 and nine in September. And yeah, I've been juggling um, a busy, uh, thriving company um, whilst trying to juggle being a single parent. I do have a partner, but uh, they're, they're for, as you can hear them in the background, sorry about that. But as you, <laughs> their father is um, no longer around, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been a fantastic experience. Yeah, yes, and then for those who are asking, Nicola is joining us uh, by phone today because uh, we had a last-minute change where, you know, parenthood kicks in. It's called mom life. It's called yeah. mom life. <laughs> it's not parenthood, it's mom life. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we have to put our kids Quick solution. first, right? So, uh, and that's why we have a panel about social media, uh, social media uh, usage by kids because, again, we're putting kids first in this case, like understanding what our kids are going through. Um, so, yeah, so... Um, yeah, social media, kids being on social media. I mean, we didn't, I mean, I don't think any of us here had social media when we were kids. So for us, we had really the two worlds, but most of our kids, especially all three of you mentioned you have very young kids, they're all growing up with social media and not knowing what was the pre-life from that. So uh, unless uh, unless you guys decided to not expose them to social media, which is fine. Uh, but it is part of the environment and it is around us whether we like it or not. It's like an exterior force at this point. So, yeah, what, what, what do we think about this? Like, what, are your kids on social media? Do you want them to go on social media? Do they want to become, like, are they in the point of they want to become, like, creators on social media? Do they have been thinking about that? Or are they more like consumers? Like, what's happening? Yeah. Um, I guess I'll give my point of view on that. I know I'm in between all of that. Um, and indirectly, I can't stop them because, as you said, it's it's life, right? They're, they're there. They're not on Facebook. They're not on Instagram. Uh, but they're constantly on YouTube. 
whether they're listening because they're in this gaming world or they're watching someone else play. I still don't get that, but that's okay. Boys, I guess. <laughs> um, so they're always watching other people. So they're trying to learn tricks and stuff on how to uh, play their game when they're playing. Uh, my eldest uh, has shown interest with his friends. Um, they wanted to start a YouTube channel, so me and my husband, unfortunately, we stepped in. We're like, ah, not yet. And if anything, he has volunteered to start my YouTube channel, so that might be something maybe to introduce them and kind of maybe control the environment because I do have mixed feelings. Uh, there are definitely wonderful benefits of social media when used correctly, but as a young preteen or soon to be teen, um, I guess they're not aware of how, I guess, I'm not gonna say backfire, but just certain things to be aware of. Mm -hmm. So I'm not gonna stop them, but I guess everything has its time, if that makes sense. So slowly, slowly, uh, we will be introducing, and they have no other choice because of school. Mm -hmm. Already in grade six, they have been introduced to certain online platforms to get their homework or send in their homework. So they're preparing him because he's starting high school in, in September. So mm -hmm. that's my little view of what my kids are at this point, I guess. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Helen? Uh, as for me, I have a really cool anecdote. Actually, the person who introduced me to Facebook, when was it? In 2006? 2000, no, 2008 maybe. Yeah. Was uh, my you know, my, my stepson from, from my previous relationship, they were on, they were like in their teens, I guess. Mm -hmm. And like, you should really check this out. This, it was like still nothing. So yeah, it's, it's funny to see the perspective like a couple yeah. of years later, uh, in terms of my kids, um, Rafael is 13 turning 14 is a very hardcore. And we've talked about this project, heavy gamer. Um, uh, I don't think a lot of people are aware that, uh, the, the, there is now a, an esports league that is uh, uh, managed by the the academics of the province. So there is actually a high school that is offering up to thirty hours of of e gaming as part of the high school diploma. And I want to go back to school so now. I guess I'll find out <laughs> next year since my son's starting yeah. high school next year. Okay. And the same program offers a summer camp in Sherbrooke. My son is actually attending with a friend. They're going for a week, and they teach them. Um, not just the gaming aspect of things, but as in any sport, uh, you have to have uh, a way of life. So you have to take care of your body, you have to take care of your mind. They initiate them and, and, and give them a depth understanding of uh, cyberbullying and, and, and your responsibility as part of being part of that ecosystem. Uh, so it's a very well-rounded program that is, um, you know, partnered with the government of education of Quebec, which I think is very pretty cool because very interesting. in terms of my son, I mean, he spends most of his time there. His friends are there. So I can either fight it or I can be part of it. That's how I've looked at it. Agreed. Yeah. And so, I mean, he really wants to be a professional gamer and, uh, like with any sport, you have to do it now because when they're 23, it's done. So the age is between 12 and 23, 24, mm -hmm. I've been told. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting, I'm, collect, I'm at the point of collecting information. He's going to go to this camp. We're going to see what's going to come out of it. Mm -hmm. um, something interesting has been happening this week with Arthur, who is six. He's finally discovered Minecraft, which is very interesting because that's how Raph started gaming yeah. many years back. And he's, you can see how... It, it directly hit his core and it's already even like within a couple of days becomes something that <laughs> that he can't get away from uh, but besides that he's been on YouTube since he was three two mm -hmm. I don't know 
Um, and I mean, there's the downsides and the upsides. The downside, I would say, is obviously screen addiction and disconnection from himself. So I try to regulate the time. Sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes it's not easy. Uh, we end up in fights. But um, um, I would say my son has a very rounded vocabulary because of listening to so many different topics and so many different things. Um, what scares me is that, you know, even though they say that YouTube has filters and other things, it really doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. You have to be next to them listening to what they're listening to. Yeah. And I, the reality is you cannot do that all the time. So the moment you actually give them that tablet or that screen, you have to understand that they will be exposed to things you... Absolutely. That it's, it's everything, right? Yeah, that yeah. you don't necessarily want them to be. So you have to somewhat relinquish it's control. It's having an open communication with our kids, Absolutely. right? But when they're six, you know. Six, it's a bit difficult. <laughs> our, at least our pre-teens yes. or your teen, it's much easier. But yeah, when they're younger, that they're they're fixated on their game and that's it. And yeah. Or the, the, the YouTube channels who offer toys, you know, like yeah. toy reviews. That's, oh, yeah. that's a business. We're definitely going to talk about that. Yeah, oh my that's, God. that's a big thing. <laughs> that's yeah. Commercials. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh talking about marketing and so on, yeah. uh, Nicole, you're, you're, you, you run a marketing agency, so you're pretty much in social media these days. Um, how are things going on on your side? Like, like because you're in it, and then you have young kids, and they, they see you always, they see mommy always being on social media or on the internet. Like, what, what's your reality? Yeah, so for me, it's definitely an ongoing battle, like 24-7, because I live, sleep, eat social media, and, you know, you pretty much are printing your children by the examples that you're setting, and I'm, I will, I will, you know, I have to admit it, I'm on my phone 24-7, um, it is part of my job, and it is something that I find myself repeating, like I find myself consciously active so much that I say to my kids, okay, you know, I'm working, this is not pleasure, you know, and it's very important for me to define that to them and make that really, really clear. And my kids obviously now want to, they're very much, they're very creative individuals. Um, they really want to use social media in, media in that aspect. And, you know, having to manage that and live by example is when you're in the industry has been an on ongoing struggle. Well, struggle has been a, you know, something I've had to deal with, but I think I've done it pretty well. I, and, you know, I, I think there, it, there's been moments where you question your decisions and you do certain things, but I think that I was able to find the right balance. And I really think it's just about you being firm as an, as an adult, as a parent, and um, sharing certain elements. So, like, you know when to put the timer on, how much dosage they're allowed, what certain elements. Um, for something that we really push, because um, we, we, you know, at the beginning we were fighting electronic, like electronics in general. We were like, my son was a misfit at school. He wasn't up to date on Minecraft. He wasn't up to date on, on all the latest releases and stuff. So we decided, you know, to let him have it in different dosages. And then most recent thing that we do is we just push for electronics to be as most active as possible. So, for example, we don't have a, like, a static game machine, we really pushed for the Wii U because we knew that we could do activities as a family and do it not just sat down. Um, the latest like investment that we've really gone into is a VR. We actually have our own VR machine and surprisingly, you know, I, I you know, I was very worried that they'd be sucked into the virtual world, but it's actually making them increasingly active. Uh, my son comes out, you know, he's not big into sports, but he comes out in sweats because he's been working out in the VR. So it mm. has got some great positive things that I'm surprised to see. And I think it's just really about good, really meant, like really putting down the recommendations and managing the time well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. Just, just, just already having through you tell me about your childhood's realities. It's like saying like, wow, things have really changed. Even, even for, for me, when you talk about 
having esports as part of the program. And I'm like, what? I want to go back just to try that <laughs> There's out. There's literally because a program with 30 hours a week, so they will take you out of your classroom to go play. I say this to my son, he's going to... It's one high school, though. You have to be able to get into the program. You have to have the grades. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, okay. Yeah. Wow. You, you can't just get in. You have to have a regular, you know, good grades okay. on your other subjects. To, it's not well, just they have to thing. regulate that, too, because yeah, everyone's going to want to go, yeah. But yeah. it is, it is going to... I'm pretty sure it's going to expand because... Quebec is also, the other thing I'll say is we live in one of the, you know, the leading places in the world for game development. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's it very kind of much ingrained yeah. into the culture of yeah. our kids here. I mean, it's totally normal. So, I mean, the fact that it's integrated within our educational system would make total sense to me. I don't know. Because of the industry that's, that's already here. Because yes. when they leave, they're going to have, you know, understandings of jobs that of are available for them in the province. Of course. Yeah. And, then, uh, and I think the world champion worldwide is from Quebec also. I think so. E-gaming. And the second yeah. one is from Korea. We have a lot. We have a lot of e-sports e presence here, definitely. Mm -hmm. with even, like, venues offering e-sports now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe some of you listeners may remember back in the days before social media, the pretty much the big interaction we had with each other online was at things like MSN. So, instant messaging. Or text. Or text, yeah, yeah, text too. Even even though we got to pre press three times to yeah. get one letter, yeah. um, that was that was how our communication was. And now uh, everyone is like overflown with uh, a lot of uh, information just being like overwhelmingly just thrown to us. And uh, it's it, I feel it, at least it's a fast space. So like definitely the kids are living this fast paced world as well. Um, has has there been any? Like those, like if, if if your kids are on social media today, have, have you or are you anticipating to see like how to um, help them navigate through this? Like, are they are they like uh, feeling any issues or anything that's being thrown? Well, through? yours aren't. Well, mine they're not on Instagram. Okay. Probably maybe now with high school, I have a feeling. I'm not gonna say give in, but allow. We'll see how mm -hmm. it is. Like, mm -hmm. I just got in a cell because now as an example, I didn't even want that. You know, just to give an idea. Um, but we'll see how it is. And I guess the perfect, I could give the example of what happened at school last year. Mm -hmm. There was one of his, um, friends that started YouTube. And, um, a lot of times when I would pick the boys after school, there was a little park across the street and none of the boys knew that their friend was doing a YouTube video. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know now what the restrictions were or whatever, but this kid was being quite cruel. So this was a perfect example to my kids of saying, this is why for the time being, I don't want you because their emotions are not there to know if it's bullying or if they're being attacked or something positive or negative. And I just see from the gaming world sometimes when they're losing or someone says something, they take everything so personally and they get right. hurt. Right. So that was a perfect example that I'm not going to say the words, of course, that this kid was saying some nasty things about my two kids and some of their friends that were in a little group. And when my boys eventually heard that YouTube, they got really, really hurt. They're like, I go and I told the boys, imagine if this were to really go viral. They go, this is online bullying. Mm. He might have not really meant it because, you know, sometimes we say certain words out loud, but not really meaning it, just to entertain, right? Because mm. that's probably what that the so-called friend was trying to do. So that was just a perfect example that I just wanted to show the boys. So for the time being, I'm like, you could listen to YouTube videos and stuff like that. For them, I don't watch you on Facebook and on Instagram till you start grasping what social media is about because I am pro for social media, but towards a child, I'm not sure if they're ready 
to if someone does send them a message or direct message or says something on their post, how those feelings, because I believe even us as adults sometimes we could somehow get conflicted mm-hmm. with politics or other things online. So I don't know how a child would deal with that. Mm-hmm. So I guess now that they're going on to high school, we'll take it step by step to see how uh, to deal with that. Yeah. Definitely. That's my experience so far because they're preteens. Yeah, because, so. because on, on the internet, I mean, even even adults who are yeah. who go on YouTube and so on, they usually talk about their personal experience and stuff. Mm-hmm. Some do filter themselves and some would just like point fingers and stuff. And uh, yeah, it could it could be very hurtful yeah. for the, those who are who feel who feel targeted from their messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah de- definitely something that we didn't have as kids. It wasn't no. the same. No, no, no. it was it was it, it was in school bullying, but face to face, mouth to mouth, face to face. But there's nothing. You went home. Yeah, yeah. And now, unfortunately, everything continues when you go yeah, home. You exactly. can't forget about it because. Yeah. Your phone or your tablet or your computer, a notification is going to pop up, right? Yeah. So it's that's why I know there's wonderful, wonderful benefits of social media out there, yeah. but it's finding that balance and you know, taking the step by step to initiating them, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, with age. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could say that, but yeah, I think, yeah, I agree. I agree with yeah. that too. I think, I think what. What it's about is, I know we're talking about social media today, but if we take a step back and it's about the values and... and okay, I think, I think we just lost Nicole over the phone. Technical difficulties for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll go on. Uh, so yeah. yeah, Pamela, you were saying? Yeah, I was just saying that um, I know that the topic today is about social media, but I think when it comes to kids or the generations we're evolving in, it isn't about social media only. It's about really teaching ourselves as adults to connect with ourselves and to be present because when we're present then our kids are going to be more present and also modeling that to them and then the social media is an add-on to that presence mm-hmm. so the way you're present in your life well then you're present on social media as well agreed um with raf he had an issue he just added instagram and there was this girl who kept um like calling and calling or like and he was like mom i'm overwhelmed i said well And it's, it's an opportunity also if the channels are open to teach them how to communicate properly. He said, well, Kian said I should block. I shouldn't be mentioning names. Jeff is going to get upset. That's okay. <laughs> They know we love them. <laughs> um, so, um, so basically, um, he said, well, this, this so-and-so friend said that we should actually I should block her. I said, no, why would you do that? In real life, you can't just take someone and dump them in the garbage. Why don't you explain how you're actually feeling or living the situation? And um, and so I said, so what are you feeling? He's like, well, I'm overwhelmed. I said, so why don't you say you're overwhelmed? And it's too much right now. And that, you know, you want to hear about her. You want to talk with her. But this is just, you know, too much. And believe it or not, they're best of friends now with this girl. Nice. Because they're able to communicate and, and give some... We have the communications are using these tools today. So it's 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 not just about the tool. Like I always tell you, it's not about the outside. It's about what's going on in the inside. Yes. So giving them the tools to learn how to communicate, to feel confident enough, so when something shows up, it won't phase them. I mean, obviously, when you're very very young, it will. But and that will come with time. Exactly. Right? That's what I mentioned before. Exactly. Maybe age plays a role. Exactly. Right? So they know how to exactly. deal with their emotions and. Exactly. But yeah. if you continue to and consistently teach them to connect with themselves, and you connect with yourselves with yourselves yeah it, it 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 takes away this 
demonic aspect of the whole social media. Yeah. I find like this, and um, sorry, I'm not interrupting. It's just no, a no, thought no, popped in perfect. my mind. Um, I have a lot of friends or relatives, and they say that they dislike social media. And I've thought of this, and I'm like, no, it's the problem is not social media. It's us, the people, how we use it, how we use it, because that's why I. You know, I, I love social media. I've connected with people around the world. I will connect with my family, my friends from Your abroad. Your business probably benefits uh, My too. business, you know, very easily. I was coaching people in the U.S. because of that, mm-hmm. you know. So it's great. It's how we use it. It's what material we put on that, you mm-hmm. know. Beyond that, it's, it's how we hold ourselves. How it, we have to hold ourselves accountable. And that goes back to what you're saying, that that's what we need to teach our children. And that's where the open communication comes and says, okay, if I'm a bit hesitant right now because you're just going to turn 11 and 12, it's, I want to teach you certain things when, you know, to get you ready to be on how to deal situations the way you dealt with your son, mm-hmm. which I find that's, that's amazing, yeah. you know, because when Thank something's you. in context and written, no. oh, but it's normal, it's part, it's, it's part of being parenting with a lot of subjects, right? We learn as we go along, so yeah. <laughs> And as Nicola mentioned before, or maybe it was even yourself, Pamela, that we sometimes do argue with them, right? Because we try to communicate with them and it comes out the wrong way, but it's a learning experience from both ends Mm -hmm. and for ourselves and for our children. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely. Like there's like the whole consuming aspect of how do we consume information on social media? How do we use it as a communication tool to connect with other people, maybe who are in a very much distance and so on? Um, But what, like... When is like what is a good age or when is a good time when let's say one day uh, you wake up and your kid comes to you it's like mommy I want to go I want to become an influencer or I want to become a content creator that is, that is <laughs> sorry that, for that, laughing because I'm already hearing that <laughs> <laughs> sorry but definitely takes so much more seriousness in the sense of like like they gotta take more time being on this to producing stuff right or being creative or, or putting themselves out there. How does that make you feel and like what is a good age that you say okay this is a good time to start this. I don't know. It's kind of hard, I guess, to set an age. I don't think it's a question of age and gender. When it comes to creating, I don't know. And more than that, like my six-year-old is more like a 12-year-old and some other six-year-old is going to be not mature enough. So it's really based on the kids. I wouldn't put it in an age bracket. But also, um, you know, for a younger child, it means you getting involved. Like a lot of those... A toy channel, whatever. Yeah. So the parents are in charge of them. You know, the kids are just there as props. You know, <laughs> they probably enjoy the process and enjoy the free gifts they get from YouTube every every week. But the parents, are, like, it's a job. It's mm-hmm. and and I'm gonna make an analogy. It has nothing to do. My my son wanted a dog, and we got the dog. And from the get go, I've been very clear that I'm not in charge of the dog. And he's saying things now like. Ugh, his heart, yes, anything. Like it's 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 fine and great to say, oh, I want to have a channel, but I think it goes back to what is your intention with it, and that's another conversation. So we talked about communicating with yeah. your kids, but teaching them to set intentions for what they're creating is mm-hmm. is maybe the the conversation that should be had. Like, what mm. what is it that you want to do? Because maybe they just feel like they want to do videos, and then you save them on your phone. You don't need to put them. For Arthur, for example, it doesn't make a difference. When we buy like a gift, he's going to want to do a video, and he's really happy about it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if we put it on YouTube or not. He just mm-hmm. wants to feel he created something. The feeling mm-hmm. that he's created. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's where the intention is. And you know? I guess it is a dilemma, even for myself right now, is, I mean, and for my husband as well, as we've discussed this so many times, is we don't want to stop them from their creativity. I wish this creativity that they have at this age I wish I had that 
it's it's amazing. Like some of the ideas that they have and stuff, it's great. Did, you just don't Maybe we don't remember. It's, Maybe yeah. that's true, you know, yeah. but probably we're super creative. I, yeah. I don't see you being not creative. <laughs> I've changed. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. Um, but yeah, so it's it's I guess again coming back to the word balance. It's finding that balance of I'm not gonna say permitting or allowing because that sounds harsh. I'm not their yes, I'm their parent, but you know. So I, there's certain things I want them to be free at doing, but it's you know. So it is. It's that. That balance and that dilemma of, okay, when, okay, should we allow them? So, time will tell. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. And still to get them prepared, because I know when I was younger, before all this internet thing became, like, even internet, just in general, being coming to, like, mainstream and so on, I was always creating videos. I was always filming things at home, uh-huh. and the only people that could see it was my family and my family friends. Of course, where else we're going to put this, like... So um, I know when YouTube came to existence, I was so happy because I was like, I could actually put something out there and see, and other people can see it, other people can give me feedback on, on my videos. How old were you? Wow. So you had it in you. It was flowing. I started, <laughs> I started making videos at the age of 11. I mean, it wasn't serious. It was just a hand camera to go like and a, do like stuff. A... I started learning how to do editing and stuff yeah. at the age of 11 because it was a very basic tools and stuff that was available. But now it's like completely changed. Um, and that, and then, uh, yeah, so I was around, I was after high school, so I was, I would say, like, I started putting stuff up around the age of, like, 19, 20, I guess, 21, like, around those ages, uh, but it was, it was a big revelation for me to see, I can actually put stuff out there now, but definitely it was the, my biggest thing was, like, how, how do I deal once we get negative comebacks, or, or, again, if people are just being, uh, sending hateful messages and so on, I mean, I was still you know, more or less old enough to kind of like, yeah, I got hurt, but I got kind of rebounded. How do, how do our kids react to it? Because like, again, like if someone says something, they become very emotional at a young age. So imagine if they're getting that kind of feedback uh, from mm-hmm. complete, it could be complete strangers. Um, yeah. yeah. Going, going back to the age thing, uh, you have to understand that the frontal cortex is developed and I told you this you before. You told me this, so yeah. like, it's 26 for men and uh, for 26 for women and around 29 for men. Mm-hmm. So the part of your of your brain, the physical part of your brain that pro- processes uh, compassion, uh, regulates uh, frustration, uh, regulates all those impulsive emotions, particularly in men, which is you know different kinds of energies, happen much later. So if we're talking about you know physical maturity, yeah, it's <laughs> that's why our role as parents to help bring that, awaken that as, as, as much as possible in their youth is, is vital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to kind of close off the discussion, now, we're all on social media here, you know, it's either we're running our business, either we're doing projects, or just a personal account, we're, we're on social media. Yes, yes, we How, are. Do you ever put your kids on social media? And I'm talking about private, like, private closed circuit things where, like, only your family members can see it. Like I'm talking about, like publicly. Do you put your kids on social media? On my personal, well, actually, I even started on my on my business page. Uh, I do. I just it's the picture is already been done. Like it's might not. I won't say where we are or like, we're here right now with the family. It's I posted like hours after we're back home, so I won't put that because I know a lot of friends and family have mentioned to me. You know, they're worried about theft and stuff like that. I'm like. My kids are never alone. They're with me. So I am i don't have that fear of posting family pictures uh, to send out a positive message uh, saying family time or whatever, you know. So I'm, I'm a bit open to, 
to that. That's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pamela? I'm completely transparent. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, even in my YouTube, like, or, or Facebook lives, you've seen maybe, I don't know, a couple where Arthur will just, I'm doing one and he'll just pop in. And be like, follow my mom, leaders of celebrity. Don't forget to follow Chad Wilder oh, as well. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that's cute. Oh, okay. <laughs> they get excited because they see me doing live, and I put my, you know, my my diva lamp, and I just go online. So they, they're part of it. And um, to, to believe that that we have any type of anonymity or privacy for me is, is ludicrous. I mean, I know that sharing a picture of your newborn and their private parts is something like different, but. Like in general, especially with Google Maps today, and we've talked about this as well, Patrick, like with the algorithms, and this is the future of, of AI, like you have a pattern and, and it's very available to anyone who knows how to find it and to find your kid's pattern if they have a cell phone too. So, I mean, it's, it's reality, the reality catching this up. This is the times us. we're living exactly. at. It comes back to exactly. what our intent is, as you mentioned, and Absolutely. what we do with it. And you mentioned it. You said if it's to sp- spread like positive information. Oh, yes. Like I yeah. had a post about about Raf a couple of months ago where I talked about his his challenges and, and my overcoming my fears with his challenges with dyslexia. You, you cannot understand how many parents reached out because they felt they were in the dark and they really had a hard time processing it and I was able to guide them to where I found solutions. I mean, that's the gift of social media today yeah. is that you can it intended in a positive way, you can and then we're in the era of Aquarius. So this is the time to revolutionize and to make everything public. It's helping and to someone use it spreading to, awareness, exactly. educating uh, that. Mm-hmm. definitely love that. Yeah. And and I know a lot like we get this question very often by parents like do you uh, did you ask consent to the kids or are you just go with it like or did you have to ask did they feel any awkwardness or anything mm, no I haven't asked them I think they just know that mama does that okay, okay. <laughs> I, they're my number one supporters I'm a, and just the way you said Same. how you know they're 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 kind of proud of us I yeah. Guess. Mm-hmm. yeah my mm-hmm. youngest loves it my teenager because he's becoming very much a teenager and now is having like a little bit more <laughs> resistance to me sharing anything whatsoever even to his brother to his friends the notion of privacy is it's about boundaries and I guess it's about growing up and wanting to have something that belongs to him so um, but that so, is a good point I'll keep that in mind because I've never thought of yeah. that so maybe I will have a discussion so, so with, with Raph now I, he actually is not as present in my social media as he used to be mm-hmm. uh, because he just feels like he wants to do his own thing and that's yeah. and he, he shares his own stuff on Instagram there so. you go yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> he's doing his own creative thing he's doing his own creative thing so there's no need to be on mom's yeah. network <laughs> This is definitely an eye-opener conversation because, again, we're, you know, like, you know, we all grew up in different generations and different, we had different tools, different things around us, and like, kids are growing with this, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what's the next one. Let's see, let's see what the next step is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for coming and joining our, our parents panel uh, and uh, sharing all these anecdotes with us and, and hopefully helping other parents who are also uh, wondering if they should have their kids on social media, What, when when they should have the talk and so on and kind of demystifying the good and the bad that's around, that surrounds this. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us and having amazing talks as yeah, well. So diverse topics. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you liked it. Make sure to follow us on all our social media. For more, check out creatorhq.org. Creator HQ is a community of content creators 
located in Montreal and beyond. Join the community. It's free.